0: Hello and welcome back to Backyard Barstools. This is episode five. We're back. Um, it is January twenty uh, something. I don't actually know what the date is, but January twenty third. It's January twenty third. Uh, actually, you
1: my youngest, well, I have three older sisters, the youngest sister's birthday. Today, hey, there I we need go. to call her after this, January twenty
0: third. Uh, but we're finally back um, after a couple months of break. We are, uh, <laughs> we're we're back again, and um, we have a very special treat for y'all this episode. Um, We have a very special guest who we'll introduce in a second. Um, But yeah, it's about 8 a.m. on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just woke up about 30 minutes ago. So we're ready to rock. I almost
1: woke up three hours ago. Usually I'm not not a morning person, as this guest can uh, attest to. But I'm trying to become one because um, waking up at 11 is not the best choice, I've come to, to realize, for, for faith and other other purposes, but I know we're back. Well, we, have guest? This, oh. we have a very special guest here today. Um, Mr. Guest, would you
2: introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Micah. I've been a student at Texas A&M for almost five years now. Micah. Uh, spent four of those years in the Corps of Cadets and also being involved in STUMO. Um, and have been just been ministering in the, in the Corps of Cadets and, and also have been going just, just everywhere as far as, as far as like what, what a college student can do at Texas A&M. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's been just the best ride, uh, that, that I could have taken through college. And so a lot of that had to do a lot with with how I came to faith, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: especially like growing up in like a Christian home. I would, I grew up in a Christian family. Like my, my mom and dad went to, went to church every weekend. Um, but for me, I, I hated it. I didn't want to go. Me and my brother would like throw fits over going to church because we just thought it was so boring. And then we just like, bring a notebook to church and like just draw (laughs) because we didn't want to listen to the sermon. (laughs) What would you draw if I may ask? Uh, probably, I don't know, like cars or something or some (laughs) explosion. Stick fights. Yeah. Stick figure gun fights. Yes. It's like, yeah. But, but basically like my life, uh, dramatically changed when I was like in eighth grade. Um, that's when like, my dad like disclosed to like my family that he had been having like an affair and like had these like addictions and just kind of like disrupted the family dynamic. So Mm -hmm. for me, like in my most like influential and, and growing years, I was, I was just utterly anxious, distrustful of like other people. Um, didn't really know what it looked like to have a healthy relationship with like a dad. And yeah, basically that just bled out into just an over like value, like overvaluing like my performance, if that makes sense. Like yeah. in girls, grades and sports, that's where I was like performing and basically it just like became the same in like college. And that's why I joined the core because i wanted a purpose and i thought the only purpose that i could find was in my performance but i never really felt like i could get that and so luckily i had a i had a guy in the core who started meeting up with me in our dining hall and he was just sharing the gospel with me like every every other week and i i didn't understand it i thought i was i was just I was like, dude, what are you doing? I'm already a Christian, but Mm -hmm. luckily he didn't listen to me and he was more stubborn than me. (laughs) And so he was like, just continuing to like share the gospel, bring me to this conference called SMC Mm -hmm. um, that was put on in Oklahoma city like four or five years ago. And just like over through that time, I, I began to like learn more and more about who Jesus was. And that next summer at this program called Kaleo, I ended up giving my life to faith. Mm. Let's go. And so, yeah, that's that's. And how has your
0: life looked since?
2: Dude, honestly, harder. Like, yeah. harder and at times even more scary, like, mm-hmm. than, like, what it was before. Because I would say, like, you, you realize that you're in the faith and it's awesome and then then when like when God calls you to put in like the work into the, like the relationship with Mm -hmm. him, that's when I feel like I am utterly like powerless, Mm -hmm. but there's hope. Yeah. And it like, that's what's like driven me and has given me the most joy, even like the most suffering because yeah, not many people in the core want to follow Jesus and not many people like just in like a tight knit community. Um, especially in like college station, which it's in the Bible belt, but people, people want to pull you into like the world. And so, yeah, man, I've, I've just had like my fair share of, of struggles and, mm. and like a falls and even like depression and anxiety since like becoming a believer. Mm-hmm. But like I know, and I have that hope and I cling to God, which has been like the biggest comfort.
0: Let's go. Mm. Well, yeah. thank you for sharing and being super vulnerable in that. Um, I know that's not easy, and it's sometimes there's a misconception that uh, following Christ, everything, you know, all your problems go away. But it's just so not true. And while we do like receive the peace of Christ, like it really is harder. It's it's not the easier mm. path for sure. Yeah. But it's definitely a more righteous and more um, enjoyable path mm. to be on um, when having God at your side. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: I had more to add, but I don't know if we should shift to our topic. No, I was going to say quickly, like it's crazy the misconceptions we had, or at least because I relate a lot of what you were saying. Hmm. It's the idea of, of suffering more after coming to faith and struggling more, and it shows just the misconceptions that I had of what the f- faith was. like. It's not like once you come to faith, you're right, it's, it's amazing. God becomes real, Jesus becomes real. And then you kind of expect it, being a baby believer, you expect it to be all like sunshine and rainbows and joy yeah. and this emotional euphoric experience constantly. Because you're like, that's I feel like that's what I heard when I heard testimonies as an unbeliever. I was like, that's what I saw. Life life sucks. I find Jesus. Life's perfect, essentially, after Jesus. But, you know, it's such a, a misconception. And it reminds me, like, I don't know, I'm going to butcher the verse. But like at the end of Romans 8, it's talking about, How we have been like adopted, become children, and if children, then we are heirs with Christ. Yeah. If indeed we suffer with Him, like that's the very end. The condition of being an heir is like suffering with Him, Mm. which is so interesting because people who aren't familiar with the Bible, with like Christianity, don't understand that. And you don't really understand until you experience it like, man, this is what God has like promised. But
0: you want to introduce the topic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I was good. No, you're, you're good. That was great. Um, Sorry. Dude, Sorry. yeah, today we're
1: talking about a topic that is, you know, near and dear to my heart, given something I, I've struggled with, and I know you have, we've all had our fair share of this topic, Absolutely. but we're talking about doubt, and doubt can look a lot of different, like a lot of different things, but we are trying to, like, think of a definition, and Micah came up with a pretty good definition. Well, how would you define um, doubt, just generally, like speaking?
2: Yeah, so I just want to first like state that doubt is something that everybody experiences that this is not just like a, like only exclusive like to you because mm-hmm. I know we like all have like bared like our, our doubts alone have thought like we're the only ones going through this but no doubts doubts are like what come to every person and it's part mm-hmm. of like growing in the faith. But like what I would say like doubt is is doubt is the improper viewing of God. Mm-hmm. And I'll kinda draw it out more. Like A. W. Tozer says the most important thing about you is like what you think about God. Mm-hmm. And so like when you understand like who God is, that's gonna dictate how you live your life. For example, like if you were an atheist, and you thought there was no God. You rejected the idea. You would not live a life, let's say, in in accordance to like a higher being. Like mm. you might look at the human life as just a mere like particle constructed in such a way that that now you have life. Whereas, like if you view God in another light, where He is the Son of God the Holy Spirit and God, the father in a perfect Trinity, then you're going to believe like, man, God does love me. He does like care for me and he is graceful to me even when I don't deserve it. And so Mm. I can trust that I can trust that I will have a relationship after this, this world and this life that I can go live with God. And so my, my definition Mm. um, and I'll continue a little more is, is like when we don't, when we don't like believe in who God is, that is when we act out of accordance with how He He wants us to live. Like mm-hmm. Mark four, gives you the example of Jesus on the stern of the boat with his disciples, um, just like making sure they're gonna make it across like the sea in this like terrible storm, and. And Jesus is just doing something crazy, like he's just <laughs> he's just sleeping on the boat, and his disciples are like, like Jesus, don't you care about us? Like we're gonna die, <laughs> and Jesus is is just like sleeping there, and he's he's like, he's just chilling. Yeah, J, J, brother's just Jay chilling, man. The and J man is just is Jay chilling. That's too far. <laughs> okay, that's good. That was pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, but anyways, like he's he's just like, just like staying there because he's so comfortable and he, like has that deep union with mm-hmm. God that that he is able to to do the unthinkable. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, the disciples don't know God as well as as Jesus. And they're they're panicking. They're like, mm-hmm.
0: so it's almost like doubt is kind of a lack of trust in God.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's, it's like if you were to view God as as like this distru- <laughs> like distrustful, then yeah, you're going to be prone to to not trust God. Wow. That's an improper view. And so mm-hmm. that's that's where I got my like my definition from, and and that's what I really think doubt is. Yeah, yeah,
1: I want I was gonna say I wonder if like all three of us could speak to how that like lo- or a couple of examples of how that looks in like our own lives. Like what it what are what is doubt? Like what is our relationship with doubt, if you will? Mm-hmm. What does it look like?
0: Oh for yoga. Yeah. Um, I would say for me it's definitely there have been um, doubts of my own salvation at times. Um, I don't think it's as prevalent. Um as maybe other things but sometimes sometimes like I question whether I truly am saved or not um and ultimately there's a lot of doubt in just surrounding um like my identity and who I am and um, mm-hmm. like why I'm like in a certain place or placed in a position of power or uh, there's something like that and I often I I question whether I should be there and I think um I know this is super general but mm-hmm. um but ultimately, like, that is truly doubting God's provision. Um, I think that's probably my biggest um, issue is that I often doubt God's provision. I don't feel like um, I should be where I'm, I am or um, that mm-hmm. I deserve the things that I have. Um, anyways, yeah. so um, a lot of doubts of identity for me and just who I am and
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, why I am the way I am or anything like that.
1: Right. It's so interesting, Mike. I am thinking about your definition, especially through the lens of, like, because I relate to you, Peterson, the doubts of salvation, like, have plagued my life for a long time. I mean, ever since I've been in the faith, honestly, but especially, like, the last year of my life. And, I, and, like, I think at first when I heard your definition, I was like, I don't know if that fits with doubts of salvation, but it totally does, because doubts of salvation often occur because we're, you know, we're trusting ourself over what God says. We're trusting... We we're looking introspectively. Yeah, and we we're making all these like conclusions, and we're not just simply trusting that God has said that. Obviously, like Jesus's life, death, and resurrection, and belief in that is all that is necessary for salvation. And we choose mm-hmm. because of our own conclusions not to believe that because we just look internally and not look at Jesus. So, I thought it was a cool connection, like how all forms of doubt kind of come back to that, like an improper view of God. Yeah. or like you were saying like a different definition like or a similar definition like a lack of trust yeah. in God so oh, that was interesting but what my, about you? oh well I kind of like briefly touched on but definitely man doubts of salvation yeah. um, which has been and I say that um, not flippantly but like it, it's it's really plagued my, my heart a lot because you know as a Christian the most precious thing to you is your faith. And when that comes under attack, yeah. when you're like, man, am I real? Am I real? Is this just an, is this, is, <laughs> this, I, is this an, is this an ego? A is this a <laughs> that's a good movie. Is this like some, am I so deceived that this is just an ego trip? Am I energized by the Holy Spirit? Am I simply energized by this community that God is blessing with? Am I just completely deceived? Like it'll look like, look, look like that. And that's like a dark demonic <coughs> like yeah. thought and lie. Um, and that's something that I had to just fight off because at times my flesh and the enemy, of course, can be so um, mm-hmm. convincing. That's the biggest thing, way it manifests in my life.
0: Do you know so, what? Sorry, I was going to wait to hold, share this, but I think this kind of. Yeah. Is go relevant. ahead. Go so ahead. the National Cancer Institute okay. defines doubt. It's uh, actually oh, a wait, doubt. Why
1: do <laughs> ask cancer? It's <laughs> source. You it sounds cancer.
0: very reputable. I'm sorry. so no, uh,. Yeah, it's the National Cancer Institute. And be, it's because <laughs> doubt apparently can actually lead and be a um, causer. What's the right word for that? Catalyst. Catalyst for cancer. Um, at least it can help. But they actually defined it. It's called the imposter syndrome. That's the medical mm. term for doubt. And uh, actually, 56 to 82% of, they say, graduate and college students uh, suffer from it. So wow. that's huge. That's a yes. massive number. I mean, over half. Yeah. Between fifty or fifty-six and eighty-two percent. That's crazy. That is an absurd amount. So you have imposter syndrome.
1: Yeah, I've I've used that a lot. <laughs> Not necessarily in the realm of faith, but mainly, mainly in like my major or my like this program I'm in. I'm like, dude, I don't belong here. These people are so smart. But that's more like it's sec- in a secular sense. But Mike, you kind of touched on it. Did any other like like examples? You want to bring up, like, of, of how, how that can look in your life in particular?
2: Yeah, so I'd say the hardest, the hardest, like, bout that I've had with doubt has been this, like, past year for me. Like, my senior year of college, uh, just, like, a lot of ish kind of hit the fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of, that's how I can, <laughs> like, describe it. right. <laughs> ish, if you will. Ish. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on this. <laughs> that was a good choice. <laughs> yeah, that was a good substitute. But anyways, um, yeah, just like I remember just coming off of like a great season of my life um, and then getting back to, to campus, senior year of college. And I was in, I was like taking this girl on dates. Things were going great till it didn't. And that was... <laughs> That was disheartening. I mean, no guy wants that, right, but no. like, just to add on top of that, like I also like experienced like my my dad losing his job shortly after, and so just kind of like what what happened in that moment was I went from having to do like just school and ministry to doing school, ministry, a job and and just worrying about like financial like situations mm-hmm. and so just kind of like over over that like course of the, like this past year it's been just about with god of why would you allow me to, to go through this like why mm-hmm. would you take me away from from ministry like why would you like take things that i i enjoy and that now i'm like I can't I can't do with them anymore and so I just remember mm-hmm. like just really questioning if God even like cared about me like did he care that like I I want to do ministry like I have a heart to do that but I can't because I'm working you know from four to four to midnight on a Thursday night and and yeah I just I had to get real with God I had to I just like tell him I was like God. I, I just don't feel like you you're there for me like you you love me and and just like express that and actually have to acknowledge those like thoughts and feelings of mm-hmm. of what I believed about God and that's that's exactly what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Like you look at dependence. You look at like Psalm eighty eight. It's like most of the time David's like lamenting and then ends with like with like praise for God. Well, Psalm eighty eight he ends they saying like darkness is his closest friend, and mm-hmm. that's in the book of Psalms because people call that worship. Um, I just recently heard that, but I <laughs> yeah. I, I I felt that um, was like that's that's not so not true. true. Yeah. I was like darkness has been like my friend, or what it feels like to be my friend mm-hmm. this past year, and and just questioning God's character because mm. I I I was just like utterly helpless. And just just feeling like God was against me rather than for me. Mm. And so that was that's been like my hardest battle this past year and it's been honestly the the worst and best experiences of my life. Because yeah, nobody wants to, to go through daily daily thoughts of doubt about God and, and your faith and man, is this even worth it? And which is the yeah. question that most people ask.
1: Mm. That's so good, dude. I appreciate you sharing all that. I have so many thoughts.
0: <clears throat> I have one a whole story to go through. Can I can tell ask a question? Story? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I
1: had a question. What was it? Oh, just this idea. I'll, I'll let you go next. I'll just say this: this idea of like, because one, one, one of these this this younger Fiji, we were talking about that before. What and, is Fiji? And we were. <laughs> I am a Fiji. That's my that's my identity. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he is a Phi Gamma Delta. I'm a Fly Gamma Delta at Texas a m University. But we were talking about, like, if there's this button <clears throat> that we could press <clears throat> to never doubt again, oh my gosh, I'd be pressing that so quick. nobody enjoy. I mean, that's, it's terrible. Nobody enjoys doubt. But I like what you said, it's been the best time and the worst time. And, you know, God doesn't make mistakes. He's not, he's not flipping or, or whimsical. He's doing everything for, like, his glory and your sanctification. I'm sure you could voice... T- like if we asked you to at a separate time or if I asked you to like, man, go write down all the ways that God has sanctified you the last year through this, like you could rattle off a lot of stuff. And I think it shows that God's, you know, not whimsically walking his, his, his children through suffering for no purpose but for his glory. That's um, something else I think I forgot it. That's good. Go.
0: good. Also, this is super off topic, but I was thinking about your testimony a little bit when you were talking like uh i love how you said you were chasing girls grades in sports that's literally like the the mo of every dude yeah in high school or middle school like it's that's so funny but sorry that was super off topic but um i just wanted to go through it's Good to hit that again yeah, <laughs> dude it's yeah good. i just like i, I just resonate it's with true a lot. <laughs> i think every man on the planet can yes. yeah um But I was going to talk about Matthew 14 a little bit. So this is the story of Jesus walking on the water. And I think it would just be beneficial if I just read it. It's 11 Mm -hmm. verses. Um, So verse 22 starts. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land. Buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly after, sorry, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. "It's a ghost!" they cried, out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, "Take courage! It is I. Do not be afraid." Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, "Tell me to come to you on the water." Come, he said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, and those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, mm. Truly, you are the Son of God. And I love that story, just because it mm-hmm. truly does talk about doubt and how um, when we have a lack of faith, ultimately we sink. Totally. It's it's so interesting too to think about that that these disciples who did
1: life with Jesus who they live with the Messiah the Son of God they did life for him daily and, and then yet they still and they still doubted it. it's so interesting to me because there's that story the story I'm sure you have heard of like doubting Thomas I forget which gospel he's he's mentioned in after Jesus resurrected he says unless he touches his hands and his side he will he wouldn't believe despite seeing him with his eyes mm. and it's so interesting and it was kind of like shifts to like a question I had like why do we think or why do you think like doubt and why does doubt happen and what is it rooted I know it's unbelief which is simple what do you think like oh, what do you think it happens
0: did you go to the breakout so we, we go to this winter conference called smc and they have breakout sessions um, and one of them was on doubts and anxieties <coughs> and it was um Dang, they answered that exact question. Okay. And I'm blanking on it.
1: I had a my, my cop out answer with that is always, you know, part of it's Sam. But I was also just thinking about obviously there's like an enemy who, yeah, hates us or hates God, therefore hates his creation, which is us. And I was thinking about yeah. it like, um, I don't know, I don't know the exact scripture, but just she's referring to, just Satan as as when he lies, he speaks his native tongue. He's a murderer from the beginning. I think of, like, um, that story, you know that story, Ananias and, uh, Ananias and Sapphira and Acts uh, yeah. That story? Yeah. And it says before that, basically, like, they were giving, essentially giving, like, donations to, like, the church to, like, Peter and other apostles, and they withheld some of it and said that, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, and said that they were, like, giving all of it, and essentially they got struck down by, like, Peter. But before that happened, I remember, like, the, it says the enemy, like, influenced, their thoughts in some way, and the way I like the reason I like cite that is just because it shows how the enemy has like the power, like through God allowing it to like influence <coughs> our thoughts yeah. and like tempt us. So yeah, um, John
0: Piper ultimately defines doubt as um, just, just like, like a deep root of idolatry that we idolatry I do Idol. I wait. Why can that I? That do- we idolize. Idolize. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> you screwed up my brain. <laughs> Not it too. It's
2: um, 850. So to make sure it's a yeah. matrix. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, but ultimately... Wake up, that, <laughs> Time to wake up. Uh,
0: this is a dream. That idolatry is the root and center of a lot of doubt and that we're just idolizing other things, that we don't mm-hmm. trust fully in God. And so <coughs> we trust in other things potentially too, um, just to help us. And so, yeah, that's... Maybe yeah. the, Maybe a root of it.
1: As yes, well. totally. Yeah, just a, a tendency to 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 distrust because mm. we're you know we're sinful. But it's so interesting just to ponder it. Like right now, we have all been through God's grace, been saved, and yet at the same time, we still either subconsciously or consciously don't fully trust Him all the time. It's so interesting, but it just shows our you know our depravity, our fallen nature. Despite being like new creations in Jesus, we're just Continually struggle with, like fighting unbelief. Because I do think like all sin also like is rooted in unbelief in some way. Yeah. Unbelief of God's promises, which is also it is definitely
0: a, a deep unbelief and that is just rooted in us. Yeah. It, it literally started in the garden, if you think about it. Like Eve questioned whether or not to pick the apple.
2: She is he any, questioned yeah. whether, like, she could be God. Anyways, but yeah, and then they hid. Because they were like, they, they didn't know like what God would do. Like they didn't, they didn't, they didn't know. think He would be gracious.
1: Yeah. So much from that story too. Something about like the enemy now and how he still works in the same. Like the enemy in the garden being like, "Are you sure? Hmm. Are you sure?" He said not to eat from yeah. this. Yeah, and it's the same thing now. Like with any any problem, like I think of, let's take dust of salvation for example. Are you sure he said? Are you, are you sure you are who you see or like this the same voice the same cadence same with like um, you know stuff and misviews of God like, are you sure he he loves you yeah do you know what you've done do you know what you've watched like all this stuff Like it's always the are you sure he's trying to prompt some sort of like <laughs> are questioning you sure? yeah. it is and it, it's crazy but I don't want to focus too much on the issue I know we're like running out of time yeah should we shift to like what the maybe practical application yeah or like what the solution yeah, how do you deal do
2: with doubt yeah,
0: yeah how do you deal with doubt well Micah how do you deal with it? yes yes, star
2: dude that's a great question and <laughs> <Well, laughs> it's I gonna have I don't wanna have, say just Micah <laughs> no, it's yeah, gonna yeah, have yeah. it's gonna have a lot of uh, <laughs> nuance or <laughs> maybe it's like gonna look differently for each person but I yeah, um, yeah. I think it's gonna start with grace like mm. just more grace that God is going to like meet you where you are even though you doubt and that 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 grace is going to carry you through that doubt like that he loves you fully even when you're expressing anger or pain or, or or sadness or depression or anxiety um and just questioning everything that he still fully like loves you um and so that for me has been the starting block of, of how to deal with doubt. And I I really can't give you like practical steps after that because <laughs> mm. really you're going to need the Holy Spirit to like reveal these things. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's great. Um, like God uses doubt to become something great. Not that doubt is great yeah. in, of itself, but really you just got to go back and say thank you for your grace, God. Okay? Mm. And that's... That's the beginning of it, of it all. Well, that's, that's a great step though. And I think ultimately (coughs) that is the starting point. And
0: it is, it is a tough topic because there's not a lot of practicals like, oh, just don't doubt, you know, or yeah, I think keeping scripture on your heart. Um, I think one for me is James one six, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like the wave of a sea blown and tossed by the wind. Hmm. Uh, that's kind of powerful. It just hits, but yeah, uh, but yeah, definitely keeping scripture on your heart uh, totally can also help.
1: Yeah, like you said, starting with with grace too, because I think if we don't if we don't start with with that, we'll be prone to just be like self self punitive. And I think I often I often like <laughs> don't lead with grace, and so I'm like, man, why can't I just mm. why can't I in my power just figure this out? Like, how would I given all this happened in my life? Why can't I just? It's all about you know, deprecating myself that I am because yep. I know we are broken, but I think it—it, it, it, you're right. It needs to start in a place of grace, knowing that man salvation is not at stake. God's mercy is abundant yep. through Jesus, and
0: and Speaking yeah, and of I, self-punitive. What did Micah call you? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, wait. no.
1: <laughs> wait, when? Oh, wait, no, no, no I to mention that. <laughs> oh yeah, should we mention it?
0: I I feel like it's not bad. Oh Up to well, you. I have a
1: tendency to be to be uh, just self-deprecating, and one time, uh, we all threw at the same the same wedding, and Mike and I sat next week to each we other, we're having a deep conversation, and I'm I finished talking, and I think I those are your first words, and Mike he goes, he's like, Bonnet, I feel like you view yourself like this one-inch worm, <laughs> and Peterson's always thought it's funny, but it is true. It's like man, we gotta not do that. We gotta view <laughs> our, view ourselves through the lens of yeah. Of Jesus and through the lens of of grace and mercy I had something else about about fighting doubt um I think just like also doubting your doubts which sounds like <laughs> kind of paradoxical but but seriously doubting your doubts yeah. like like the so enemy true. if once you are saved all I can do the most powerful thing he can do is make you think that your salvation is not secure honestly yeah when it's not secure you you what I do I go look I start obsessing more over myself I'm like how do I fix this how do I fix this how do I fix this and in that I love people not as well I pour into my friendships less and I do ministry less because I'm not going to do ministry if I'm not if I'm not secure yeah so um, I think knowing that the enemy that this is one of the enemy's greatest weapons too can kind of help battle it. knowing that you're not messed up Especially without salvation, sorry, you're not you're not messed up. This one, this is a normal issue, and you're not alone. But two, man, there's an enemy who wants to do everything he can to keep you from sharing this message and, and loving yeah. and knowing God
2: more. That's really so, good. Man. Yeah, I feel like the expectations that you put on yourself as like a a quote unquote like more I don't know an older Christian, especially like a, a guy who's been like. Four years in the faith I feel less stable than I did a year or two years in the faith like I feel That's like I just sh- I should have like had it all figured out by now you would have like assumed I would have assumed that like I expected myself to be just this like rock solid Christian and here I am just knocked to my knees just begging God to help me with doubt <laughs> mm-hmm. and so yeah I, I definitely like relate to that that like self deprecating like Mentality because yeah. I, I deal with doubt. When, I mean, like, mm-hmm. retrospect, God is, is like, happy and, and glad that I'm now, like, bringing these things to the table yeah. in a light where I wouldn't have done that before. So, mm-hmm. I can I ask I you, to,
1: before we kind sh- yeah. of shift to you, maybe for the finale, Peterson, can I, um, I want you to articulate because I don't, I feel like I'm going to mess up. Last night, do you remember what, Dan, we went with <laughs> how this this class. Call perspectives, whatever. This this class here towards whatever. Just yeah, instilling you knowledge about God's kind of global mission, heart for the world. Anyways, one thing that, he, that Dan said that really spoke to me was like, if God, I'm um, if I mess it up, please correct me. He was like, if 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 you want a God who's gonna just gonna make you happiness, is here to make your life yeah better. God is a terrible God. Do you remember what he said? Do you remember yeah. that quote?
2: Yeah, that's really good.
1: Can you explain it or like how would you?
2: Yeah. So basically like what he's saying is if you have like built basically God in, <clears throat> in like your own image, like you want a God who's going to make your life more comfortable, mm. easier, um, just probably have like the best friends, like the best job, the best like future. Um, then you pick the wrong God. <laughs> yeah. It's basically like what he said, because God is, is is doing a great work for his own glory mm. not for not for my glory not for any man's glory but for for his own mm. and so basically what he was getting to is god is doing this for his his name's sake and for his glory which he is just extending the op- like the opportunity for us to join in with that mm. and so man we're we're all fallen and we all have fallen short of of God's glory and, and perfectly giving him what he deserves. And God is restoring us in this process as well. Yeah. And so that, that part of restoring is, is taking times of refining and of suffering, which we know in Romans five, suffering produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character, hope. And the next verse says, and hope does not disappoint because of the Holy spirit, or because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to it like to us. Mm. So basically like saying that man, like God allows suffering to happen. He allows our doubts to to come and to, to flood our minds. Not because he he wants to inflict suffering on us, but because our our sin is being used to turn what Isaiah fifty five says is like turns the thorn bush into a cypress and the nettle into a myrtle. It's basically saying that he's gonna turn the bad things, mm. like, of the earth and restore them mm. and make them beautiful. Mm. And so that's why like God is allowing these these doubts and allowing these sufferings to happen is is because man, he's doing this for his name's sake and for his glory, Let's which go. is Amazing. Yeah, I so think that was, was, that was, was really incredible. well said.
1: Yeah, thanks yeah. for explaining it. That was awesome. I know you're going to do a much better uh, <laughs> job than I did. I feel
2: like that's a. You're being it's a one inch worm, man.
0: That okay, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. I, I, like, I want to add on, right. but that is an excellent place to end. Yeah. And Micah, we know you got to go. It's class. It is a class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. I Nerd. Guess <laughs> I, I would be the finale, but honestly, it was your idea. why don't you be
1: Oh. Well, are you shifting into my... You want, to be, want people to know it's my idea because it's one of our lesser ones? Is that what you're shifting oh. No, that's not <laughs> bad. I mean, it's just kind of... I cringy. mean, you just,
0: you just one-inch wormed yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did. You can use that as a verb now. All right. Finale here. If you boys had to be a... Maybe a land... Well, I don't know if we have time. Let's just do land animal. If you had to be a land animal, which land animal would you be? And I specified land because I said, like, non-sea and everyone... Like, I've asked this question to a group of people before and everyone said bird... So I want more fun answers. So like, which land animal would you be Bird. and why? Okay.
0: Uh, a one-inch oh, that's good. I would yeah. Yeah, be I would a, be a millipede.
1: <laughs> oh, is, that a, is that what it's
0: called? I would be the tiniest yeah. ant. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, the
1: smallest, most meat creature.
0: I'd be a tardigrade.
1: Is that it's, a real thing It's animal? like a microscopic animal. <laughs> what would you be? Uh,
0: gosh. I think you just made that yeah, up, what? by the way. No, it's, it's a real thing. Dude, I, I would, I think I would be, I think I would be a Wolverine. A Wolverine. Okay, that's be. not a bad one. That's not <laughs> like, bad. Those things are awesome. You just, you're like a little tank. Dude,
1: you're kind of like, kinda a, like a little ferret, like you're kind of ferretty though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: Wolverine, they're, they're like thick. They're like muscular. Yeah. They have like claws. They have yeah. Like sh- super sharp claws. They're, they're like, industri- they're like little, oh, I'm thinking they're like about miniature ha- bears. I am thinking a
1: Honey Badger. Okay, yeah, yeah, oh. I was thinking a Honey Badger. I was about to make a Tyrant.
0: I are also awesome.
1: They kind of look similar to Wolverines, don't they?
0: I think so. Yeah. I think so. They're like in the same family.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because I was about to make a Tyrant. They're
2: the same genius. <laughs> they're, Micah they're knows cousins.
1: everything. I don't know, dude. Do you know Micah? I'm still thinking.
2: Uh, I'd, I'd pick a moose. A moose? What? It's yes. so <laughs> random. Wait, dude. what? <laughs> Why? I guess
0: you're just massive. Yeah, oh, you're massive little uh, <laughs> animal. Yeah, in real life.
2: Uh... I would pick a moose because I don't know. You just get to vibe in like Colorado or Montana or whatever. It's choice. Go skiing though. Like, I kind of respect
1: that. Yeah, you're kind of just like walking around. You have your big kind of ophi. kind of ophi though. Yeah.
2: Ophi. <laughs> right. But, but they're like they're like normally mean. I'd be a nice moose. Okay. <laughs> like, you'd be an anomaly. Yeah.
1: You love other and you love the other moose as Dude,
2: well. Dude, are moose are huge. Meese that's, that's, What? Is that
0: is, is that, that the plural? There's no sure S no moose answer. plural. Moose eye. We'll go moose? look that up after. Oh, it, no, it's Moose. It's definitely Moose. I'm an idiot. I see I is it, is it Moose or meese? It's definitely not meese. Dude, <laughs> <It's laughs> meese. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's Moose. Well, I think the correct answer Moose's or Moose. There is a correct moose answer. Moose are
2: huge. Yeah, they like are.
0: Like they you see them next to a car, they're bigger than a like a pickup truck.
2: Dude, I saw I saw like a moose. While well, I was doing like mountain biking in Colorado, and it was just that's terrible. It was yeah, it was. It was like a baby, and then like right, right behind was like was mom, massive. and I was like, I just heard my dad say some like four letter word, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Am I gonna die on this mountain right now? I'm sure but, they're dangerous.
1: Um, they can definitely truck you.
2: Oh, they kill more well, dude, people than more bears. Just truck you? They'll they truck kill more them. people than bears. I think
1: so. Really? You've done yeah, it lot, lot, so. I'm just kidding. I, think, no, I was just say the last thing I was going to say. Sorry to cut you off
2: but I'd I do be a th- nice one remember that
1: okay you will be a nice moose and you'll be a um, Peterson you're going to be a wolverine I think the correct answer here is monkey by the way <laughs> monkey? I would 100% be a monkey dude you should like you're fleeing tree to tree you're, you have a tail that can like act like a hand essentially and grab stuff and I also don't think that, I don't think they yeah, get they attacked are, by anything can
0: you give us your uh, best monkey noise? ooh ooh ah <laughs> And then Dude, those
2: things like fling their crap at people. That's, bro. A, that's also an added
1: benefit. That'd be hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Smoke your friends in the face with fecal matter. <laughs> All right. Um I don't know where you uh, got that. That's a great ending uh, spot. Uh, to... <laughs> well, with that, for those of you who are st- who are still here, um yeah, that's episode five. Micah, thank you again for uh for joining us. It was yes. a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for having, having me. Hope you enjoy uh, class and We'll see you guys next time. Anything to add, Peterson?
0: Uh, Micah. Bears kill more people than this. Oh, you just looked it up. (laughs) (laughs) Now we we know. All All right. Peace. Peace.